It's now nearly a year since the UK went into lockdown. We've touched on some of the implications for musicians and audiences alike in previous Thoroughly Good Classical Music podcast episodes, looking at life through the prism of the music people responded to in light of lockdown living and the experience of adjusting to concert giving during eased restrictions. These phases, distinct, tactical, pragmatic, have been fascinating to follow. A spirit of resourcefulness and determination characterised the first phase back in March 2020. There was a sense of defiance, or maybe it was denial, that drove a slew of lockdown collaborations, multi-feed ensembles, demonstrating that music couldn't and wouldn't be silenced, and that musicians were pragmatic, even if they were hurting, their livelihoods threatened. At the time, commentators highlighted the dangers of putting so much music online for free. John Carey Jones' Giving It All Away is a primer for anyone unsure why such generosity is fundamentally a self-defeating act. Still more bemoaned how digital streams, pre-recorded or live, just didn't compare and couldn't compare and weren't worth doing. Things did get a little fatalistic. Now, mid-third lockdown, though the numbering depends on where you are in the UK, admittedly, something different has established itself. Content is being made available at a price, and it feels like a kind of normal too. Just this week, the London Mozart players recorded the first of their second season of live performances recorded at St John Smith Square. Tickets go on sale on Monday the 15th of February. The first concert of Mendelssohn and Sansant with pianist, conductor and bon viveur Howard Shelley is available on Thursday the 18th. You'll need to buy a ticket, and rightly so. That you would make content available for free now, to me at least, strikes me as a kind of rookie error. That said, I'm painfully aware you've not paid to listen to this podcast. To clarify, I consider this marketing content for Thoroughly Good. What's also notable during this third lockdown is the willingness of musicians to adopt different perspectives on what they can offer and how they can monetize it. This lockdown, it seems as though musicians have a new impetus, now familiar with our primary form of communication, Zoom, Microsoft Teams or Skype. More musicians have identified creative ways of creating meaning within the confines of a video conference call. In this way, musicians are responding to the functionality software developers have built into their product. I'm not seeing lockdown videos so much now. In fact, not at all. I'm seeing filmed performances made available for tickets, and I'm seeing chargeable, facilitated experiences optimised for the likes of Zoom. Which is what Sophie Renshaw from Inside Out Musician is talking about in this exchange. Inside Out Musician presents itself as a ticketed, training and development experience for musicians. But there is one particular session, the Inside Out Kaylee, if you can imagine such a thing, that has the kernel of something I think is very special. Part live performances, part live readings, part cabaret club style conversations in Zoom breakout rooms. It's the kind of thing that having attended one myself a few weeks back makes me think, why on earth didn't I think of that before? Inside Out Musician and a whole host of other similar projects, is testament to creative individuals understanding the inherent opportunities in something like Zoom. The Cayley session in particular strives to be inclusive to more than just musicians, but to those with a growth mindset, offering facilitated experiences for anyone who wants to meet others. An easy win for arts brands still looking for innovative ways of reaching out to their customer base without feeling as though they need to reinvent the wheel. 
it didn't just happen overnight in terms of it, my thinking. It, it, it's sort of come together very in a very unexpected way after a lifetime of me being a musician trying to break out of boxes and and avoid being stereotyped and typecast as one type of musician and trying to um, so I, I've wanted to be part of a community that genuinely supports diversity and creativity and brings a whole range of different kinds of music together uh, without needing to label people as this, that, or the other, or that the listeners can only like this and not that. And in fact, because I think as, you know, as, as creative beings, we're all incredibly inspired and influenced by all kinds of things. I know I am as a musician and my path has been in and out of jobs and in between doing all kinds of other things creatively. And so basically what happened was at the beginning of lockdown, I, I'd just come off a long tour. I was actually very happy to be at home and just not traveling, but I got very concerned about my students and worked very, very hard at trying to keep them motivated and inspired and connected as did a few of my close friends and colleagues. And we started basically running workshops on Zoom to just really, just to try to expand the way we could teach and cross fertilize from each other's ideas. Some of which were improvising, some of which were folk music, learning by ear, some of which were exploring string quartet scores very analytically because you can use zoom in very very interesting ways and and then this research kind of gelled suddenly gelled in my mind as we could be bringing this into a online forum you know create something where we can do this together and at the same time i've been going to mary campbell's kaylee campbell's kaylee which she started because she'd been on tour of canada and she got back she had to suddenly come home because of lockdown and she wanted to continue the collaborations and the relationships she'd been having with people and, and making music. So she set it up so that those con connections could carry on. And I went to her, Kaylee, and I thought, this is fabulous. This is really intimate. This is really creating something of value. And I loved it. So I approached her and I said, look, Mary, I'm thinking of setting this up. I want it to be cross-genre anyway. Would you be prepared to lend us the Kaylee format and lead the Kaylee yourself and come and teach on it? And she was really interested. So we were all just sort of pooling ideas and really all of us very interested in how to create community through music in a, in, in a very wide sense so that your interests can be in anything also actually storytelling, poetry reading, filmmaking. It's not just pure music. Improvised music, com composed music, um, electronic music, all of it. So we have started this and we're really, really hoping that as the team develops and grows and we add new 
leaders onto the team, the core team who have got connections in very different areas from each other, that our reach can really genuinely grow and bring together a really wide range of uh, of approaches, of, of uh, different ways to create music. So some of it's remote collaboration and some of it is worked out and then done live, but remotely. It's all possible. Um, and it's been really interesting to discover that. And I was the last... It's been really a surprise for me because I, I basically hate technology and I don't like being on Zoom. <laughs> and yet, you know, it is the reality we're in. I, so, I, it's interesting to hear you talk about it. I've, I've seen other sort of um, projects uh, come online yeah. since the lockdown started. This does feel distinctive and, and there is something about community which which does that is quite strong from what you're saying and also what I've read about it. Uh, I'm wondering, am I right in saying this is something which this is an idea which what which developed because of lockdown or was it something that was already sort of being thought about before any of this nonsense started well in in my heart i've been seeking ways to find and create communities which are prepared to blow open the 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 prejudices and the barriers and the the, the fear, really, of, uh, you know, leaving your comfort zone and going somewhere else and and saying, oh, I'm really interested by that. I, I, I want to know more about that. I'd like to learn something about that and actually doing it. And they actually, the online, ironically, the online, um, you know, format is giving us the ideal mm. opportunity. And in a way, lockdown has been an opportunity because people are so have so much time on their hands so do you do you think that it's would it be fair to say and i don't want to put words in your mouth but do you think it's fair to say that actually um lockdown has given you the impetus or powered it or driven it yes lockdown has given me the impetus as i say you know it was started because of you know the experiments that we were conducting among ourselves and we suddenly realized the potential we were getting a lot of feedback from people like postgrad university students just emerging into the profession or or older people who were feeling very isolated and we were getting a lot of good feedback that it was actually genuinely giving them something uh to 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 work on to to develop their imagination and to connect with other people and feel part of something um, because the the alienation and the isolation is, as we all know, has been affecting people's mental health very badly. And I decided I could either be a victim of that or I could do something about it. And the, the way I was actually interacting with students on Zoom was was extremely satisfying, actually. And I the, the it was the feedback I got from that which mm. gave me the confidence to do it. I... I ask because I, I have sort of wondered. Uh, the thing that is striking, for example, about this lockdown is that there are no lockdown videos. In the in the first lockdown, my God, there were yeah. there were so many of them, and I totally understand why they were made. Uh, and some of them were really charming, and some of them were less charming. But but what has been really striking this time is that there are none, and and so my or very very few. Uh, so my question really is sort of, I suppose rooted in this idea that a whole 
army of professionals, of creative individuals, have finally got their head around uh, this piece of technology and they've moved from it being a sort of a delivery mechanism and now it feels as though it's moving into a more interactive uh, experience for those creative because creative individuals have understand its its potential its opportunities is that how you see it now is that a fair assessment i i do but i think also actually because i'm in the i come from the classical basically the classical world i have actually got come to realize through my collaborations outside the classical world that other musicians have been and other creatives have been embracing this technology for, for quite a long time and in a way, we've had to catch up a bit right. in the classical world. And I'm, you know, I'm actually not, I have to say, I'm not a big fan of putting material out for no. nothing. So I think it's good that orchestras and things are actually starting to try to create ways of, of gaining, um, you know, money back for what they're putting out. Um, and there's lots of other, there's lots of platforms now being set up, aren't there, for people yes. to, to be paid so, you know, I'm seeing that this is possibly one way that will stay with us. And mm. obviously, I hope live music will come back. But I think that the collaborative um, potential remotely, I, I hadn't realised because I'm ignorant, has, you know, I've woken up to that. Lots of other people have been doing that for a long time. But it is actually very, very exciting. Mm. Um, tell me, tell me about. I'm going along to the Cayley tomorrow. I mean, it's 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 a lovely for those of us who are curious and open minded. It's a um, it's a lovely opportunity to ex- like you actually um, to to experience something new and and have your mind opened just a bit further. Tell me what I can expect, and do I need a large room in which to dance around on my own? <laughs> actually, the good thing is you don't. You know? <laughs> totally good because I haven't got one. <laughs> you could be um you can be wherever you are i mean i would right. i would i would recommend being being comfortable and having a drink with you um, <laughs> right okay uh, fine that's, yeah, there's no problem a, with that that'll be fine yeah yeah you'll see with mary her presenting style is very relaxed very inclusive and fun and uh i've witnessed everything at Kaylee's from of this time that we've been putting on and hers from clowning to somebody who's just started to blur the tune to an extraordinary composition somebody's created to improvising I, I I've got a little improvising trio with my family uh other people improvising or Bach we've got Rachel Podger playing Bach tomorrow. We've got Saskia Rao playing Indian cello. We've got Mark Stewart, who's, I don't know what he's doing, probably some kind of improvised jazz or something. I'm excited, I don't know. And we've got a beautiful class act player, um, folk musician. We've got, who else we got? Um, I think we've got somebody reading poetry. We were going to have a jazz saxophonist, but he's just broken his hand on the ice. I can't play uh we've got yeah so we've got a range of so is this so am i right in thinking that it's it's essentially a live event that where where people sort of hear live music across multiple cameras uh multiple zoom connections uh and then they after that they might hear a reading or something and then they join breakout groups is that right yes mary curates it so she'll have usually two or three 
uh, people are, they, they become the main focus, like a stage, we use Zoom like a stage in their living room, they, they perform from the living room, and it's all kind of sound checked before it starts. Then there's a breakout section, it's like going to the bar, having a drink and meeting some new people for 10 minutes, and then come back, have a few more turns, another breakout room, and that's how it goes on. And then last time, we closed it down, but invited people who ever wanted to stay on and chat and that went on for like two hours so there was a lot of a lot of people just wanting to share um thoughts experiences you know and so is it is it sort of i get that the the musical element is directed but is there a i mean i'm asking you so many questions about something which i might as well just go along and attend really but but um is that directed conversation then or is it just something that naturally occurs the, the contributions are, we've, are agreed beforehand, obviously, and uh, people are ready, you know, the people performing that night will be ready in their living room to play. There's an order, Mary makes an order, and they'll know where they are in the order. And then the breakout rooms is completely random, and Mary usually chucks a uh, kind of uh, thought or a little idea that we can use as a starting point for conversation at us which we can either use or not um, but it's a nice kind of opener icebreaker and I think a few people had had a bit of a trouble with the idea breakout rooms last time and they just li literally uh, muted themselves and turned the camera off and didn't participate came back in when the music started again so it doesn't matter they've come along for a live event that's what it that's what it sounds like and, it is. and to have a, a a sort of a virtual, uh, an experience of virtual community. Absolutely. It's a bit more like a live um, like, comedy night at mm, a pub yeah. or something. It's like going to a cabaret it's club. like that. It's like going to a cabaret yeah. club but being in your room. See, you know, when you put it like that, it's just like, oh, that makes perfect sense. Uh, the Kaylee thing is not the only thing that Inside Out is doing. Can you give me a quick rundown of the other things that are on offer? Yeah, so at the moment, uh, we've got five of us on the main team and we will be adding, we've actually just added Paul Hutchinson, which is great. He's an accordion, very fine folk accordion player, and he's going to be teaching ways into improvising on the accordion as well as uh, arranging tunes and actually just accordion playing. So he, we've got Lucy Russell, who's... Uh, one of our leading Baroque violinists and leader of the Fitzwilliam String Quartet. And she's doing one-to-one -one sessions, which are tailor-made really for specific kinds of learning. So she's doing something called Stilus Fantasticus, which is improvising in Baroque style. She's doing um, Baroque violin playing. So all all her knowledge of you know Bach and, and that repertoire. And just violin playing in general. So, and she's using some of the improvisation techniques we've all been kind of honing over the months. Um, I'm doing improvisation with string players, ways in, easy ways into improvising over tonalities. And I'm doing um, an orchestral excerpt, sort of stylistic ways of looking at orchestral playing. And then a whole range of one-to-ones myself. Uh, Ruth Phillips has been developing for a long time her own thing she calls the breathing bow and it's mindfulness and 
ways into being embodied as you play you need to be really in touch with your physicality and know how to calm your mind kind of get a sense of presence and she really helps people with that and helps with you know tension and um so the mindful aspect of being a instrumentalist really Liz, Liz still not johnson is a really interesting very wide re ranging musician herself and she's running improvisation courses for any musician at all to come and learn to improvise and just you know overcome their fears of what they think you can't they can't do and discover what it, what actually they can do and she's also doing an introduction to audacity so just basic mm -hmm. editing audio editing um, we're hoping to expand that whole side of things when, when we found the right person to come and teach editing skills, perhaps in film as well. I don't know. Um, and Mary Campbell's doing a lot of uh, fiddling classes, a circle and interplay, which is exploring expressive modality. It's a bit theatre and a bit uh, self-development, self-awareness. It's learning really how to gain access to expressive modalities in parts of your life that you don't really necessarily um, sort of associate with hmm. being expressive. And it's very, I think it's, it's also exploding in myths about, oh, she's running, there's one course called Waking Up White, which is quite controversial in some ways or not. It, it's something we're looking at having on, on and it's uh, a response to um, Black Lives Matter. Mm. So this is kind of, we're all interested in relating as musicians to the world we're in and to the ideas and to the social global events going on and it, trying to get away from this slightly ghettoized, yep. rather inward looking way that, I think musicians can tend to get into.